Welcome to episode 14 of the Courageously Confident Podcast. You guys are going to love this one. If you are a woman who is constantly go, 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 high stress, type A, you can never calm the fuck down, then you're going to love this. We're going to teach you strategies on how to chill the F out and, you know, stop that burnout, how to stop your burnout before it happens. So I have Erin Porter with me. We're literally the same person. She is so amazing and she's going to teach you amazing tips and trips tricks so you can just stay high vibe but in that amazing energy without having to feel like you're hustling all the time. You guys are going to love it. So Erin is going to officially introduce herself and let you guys know what she's all about. So take it over, Erin. Who are you? What do you do? Tell us everything about you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, my name's Erin Porter. I live out here in Orange County. I'm originally from like a really small town in Ohio. So I grew up on like a farm, 500 people, no stoplight. Um, and then I actually, after after that, to kind of give you guys some background, I went to college. I got a bachelor's in political science and English and then went and got a master's in higher education. So a little bit kind of about my journey and I'm a business coach for a female entrepreneur. So how I kind of got into all of that from my background of all the different places is I started off in health and fitness coaching. So when I was getting ready to graduate from college, I did the Miss Ohio competition and I had struggled with, you know, binge eating and um, making myself sick and all of that for years and years and years dieting in that whole cycle. And after I graduated and after I had lost a bunch of weight from doing that competition, I was like, I'm going to get healthy the right way. Like I'm going to stop making myself sick after I eat a bad meal. And so I decided to kind of jump into network marketing a little bit in that background as well. So I lost um, like 30 pounds and was feeling really good, kind of was able to help myself break through that. I decided to do a fitness competition my second year of grad school, which I will never do again because (laughs) (laughs) it was not my jam. Um, I loved it. It was very empowering, but just wasn't for me. Luckily, I had a great coach that was very natural in the way that she helped this, you know, compete, which was fine. It just wasn't my jam after that because my body metabolically needed some rest after healing from the things that I did for years and years and years. Uh, so I realized how much I loved health and fitness and I was in a health and fitness network marketing company decided to get a group fitness certification, started teaching group fitness classes since like 2011. Um, and then also got my personal training certification, left my full-time job, started uh, building health and fitness brands online. But on the backside of that, since 2011, like 2012, I had been running social media accounts for universities and marketing departments and fitness studios. And so that was my big jam. And even when I was working with network marketing, I love talking about social media strategy, building a business, leadership development was a lot of things that I did in grad school as well. So it all kind of tied together. And I had a lot of people ask me, like, how did you build your health and fitness brand? Like, how did you get started within all of that? So I geared over the last year to really stepping into business coaching and launching and finding a way for things to feel fun and ditching the burnout around building a business and being able to enjoy it because we built these businesses to have freedom and that flexibility. So yeah, it's a little bit about my story and how I got here in the really, really fast version. So there's the past 10 years of my life in one minute. (laughs) I love it. And I feel like we have so much in common besides I've never done a bikini competition, but I totally get the whole like fitness thing and then doing the fitness coaching. And 
I love that too, you, you even on the back end of things had an interest in social media and were like running accounts for different companies and organizations. And so, and you were doing network marketing within a fitness company and that kind of thing. So I, I wonder, cause I think this is a really interesting topic and something that I've experienced is how did you transition or what made you, cause you don't do fitness coaching anymore. You're full on like mindset and business and why, or what was it for you that you just felt like you didn't want to do the fitness thing anymore. You wanted to really help people with mindset and business. Do you, was there a shift? Was it like, you're just, it didn't feel good in your heart and soul to coach that anymore. Can you kind of take us through that transition? Yeah. So I, uh, in addition to doing online stuff, I was also doing personal training and teaching group fitness classes. And I've done that for, you know, I was doing that for about five, six years and I honestly just hit the burnout point. And I realized at the, you know, my heart and soul wasn't into it, like you said, but also I realized at the core of the health and fitness you know, um, breakthroughs that people were trying to have, it was mindset based. And so I was coaching more so around, okay, the emotional eating side, why is this happening? And so I was just really diving into that. And I was tired of making workout videos and creating recipes and doing everything. I was just like, I can't, it's not, it's not serving my clients anymore. And it's not serving me because I'm not lit up. And I would rather talk about, you know, some of these other more mindset, big picture things. And it was interesting because I did have so many clients that went from that and they're like, and they've followed me through that journey and they're like, okay, now they're building a business or now they're working on some of that deeper like life coaching or mindset based stuff. So it's interesting to just kind of follow that. I was so scared because I was leaving really, I mean, online clients programs that I had created years of content and things that I had poured my heart and soul into just to kind of be like delete and shift. <laughs> that's so scary. That's crazy, but obviously it has worked for you. And that's what happens when you follow your intuition. And I love that you said, you know, so many, you were finding in the, your fitness clients that it's more like the bigger picture that a lot of people needed, like the mindset stuff, like what's going on with your binge eating. Like I, especially for women in today's society, like I deal with this on a daily basis. Women want to be skinny when women want to look a certain way. And that's so surface level. And I think us being through experiences with that as a coach, we see right away to kind of target that deeper cause. And so I can relate to that. Um, in, in my business at first I was like, Hey, fitness, great. People just want a workout plan. And my first round ever doing courageously confident, I realized that people needed the added component of mindset. Like that's why I, I do both in this, in the one program is fitness, but also we do mindset masterminds because I always say this kind of thing is what's keeping you up at night is not your, you know, dumbbell curl. What's keeping you up at night is the fact that you don't like your body or that you're emotionally eating or something like that. So I just find it so interesting and I'm so happy that there are people like you and other coaches that see that, that mindset thing and how important it is because we all know the quick fixes and things like that. Just focus on the surface level of fitness, but it's so much more than that. And that's what women need. So that that's really, really incredible. So you transitioned to mindset and business coaching. And it's really cool that a lot of your old clients kind of followed you along in that journey. And, and I feel that too, because when I started business or not business coaching, but mindset, most of the women started in fitness were like, I need more. I need mindset. Like you need the whole package. So it's really cool to see that transition. And that that's so freaking incredible. And I just, I just love, 
I just admire you and coaches who, who recognize mindset so much when it comes to body and food and fitness, because there needs to be a mindset component or it doesn't work. It doesn't integrate. So that's, that's so incredible. Yeah. When, when you transition then to mindset and business, obviously that was a shift and you, that was you building new a new foundation, new branding, a new you, people might've left, right? Cause then maybe they only wanted fitness, Erin, you know, um, explain that transition then like, was that tough? Was that like starting from scratch? Did you have to build up everything again or was it smoother? How did that feel for you? Yeah. So at first I was like, okay, do I need to really rebuild everything or can I just let everybody know and be very upfront with everybody that I'm transitioning and I'm shifting and you're going to see things a little bit differently. I'm still going to talk about, cause I talked a lot about burnout throughout even in health and fitness and even in, um, you know, the mindset stuff as I was kind of transitioning and bringing all that in. So everybody knew that, that was always something that I was going to talk about because I suffered, um, with, adrenal fatigue for such a long time. And they knew that was part of my journey and being able to, to ca- take care of your relationships and your body and fitness and all the things. And so I told, I was just very upfront with like my Facebook community within the podcast, within uh, my social media platforms. I'm like, I'm shifting, I'm growing. So if you want to come along and be a part of this, then here you go. If not, like that's okay too. Um, and so some people left, like some subscribe from the email list. And I was like, that's okay. Because I am going here, but honestly, I'd say probably 90% of people stayed just because I was honest about it and they saw the shift. They saw the transition and I'll get messages even still now. It's like, I don't know you're doing health and fitness stuff, but like, I still love following you because there's that woman's empowerment piece behind it. And like we were, like you were saying too, like at the core of everything that we do, it's the shift and the mindset integration that has to happen. I think about it in my health and fitness. I think about it in my business. It's not about the strategy or what we do or the lifting program or the nutrition plan or how to run a Facebook. Like, yes, all that stuff is helpful. It's part of the tools in your toolbox, but really what has to happen is the person that you need to become, the limiting beliefs that you need to break through. And all of that has to shift so much before all the other pieces, like you have to be an energetic match for that and everything else will start to fall into place with it. I love it so much. I love it because like you said, nothing matters. Like the strategy, the workout plan, the diet plan, the whatever it is, it it won't matter and it won't feel good if your mindset isn't on that same level. And And I love too that you said, you know, a lot of people still followed you because you grow. Right. And, and it's, we all grow because we just grow and experience and change and, and shift. And I think that it's so captivating. And this was, I was scared to, in, to shift in my journey because I thought no one's going to follow me anymore. I was always like fitness stuff on Instagram and whatever. But like I said, like you said, 90, 95% people still follow me and follow my journey because of the empowerment, because it's inspiring, because it's motivating and you know, I think it's important too, in the way we have perspectives about things. Like I started this year talking about like money mindset and that kind of thing. And that triggered a lot of people in my community because they aren't on that same perspective or level that I am with now with money. And I, I say this because I've grown my money mindset, just like I've grown my mindset in general, I've grown, you know, my perspective on fitness and I'm no longer on the level I used to be. I'm on a new level of just myself. And I think a lot of people that will be inspiring, but a lot of people, it can be triggering if it, if they're not on that level yet and they have resistance around whatever you're shifting. 
So I think, I think it, it's really cool for the people to see it and look at it from kind of a, a perspective of, oh, wow, how did she get there? I want to learn how to get there. But some people are really stuck in it. Like they're, they're triggered by it. Like when I talk about money, I get people who are like, just like bashing me and hating on me. So just like kind of side note of when we go through a transition, we have to be open to understanding that some people just aren't with us yet and not going to come along the ride with us. And that's, that's okay. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting. Um, I think something too, that was interesting that you said with like the money, because you know how a lot of times how we were showing up for our relationship with money, there's, I found a very direct correlation to also how we show up with our body and food. So there's this scarce energy or it's like you want to hoard all of it. And then you're like afraid that it's not going to be able to stay. Like think about that. If you're listening to this, like where have you maybe done that in your relationship with food? Like I think about me for like a binge eater. I was also like kind of like a binge money person. Like it would all go and I would love that overcoming of being able to like work through it or bring it back and then have, you know, there was always this up up and down process, which I noticed was like, this is up and down in my relationships. This is up and down in my relationship with food and uh, boyfriends and that sort of thing. There was always this like overcoming and it ties back in. So it's like, if that's triggering you, look to see where other areas of your life that that's popping up into too. That's so true. And that's a prime example that it's not about the food. It's not about your body. It's not about the money. It's an emotional thing. It's an emotional relationship. And, and another thing too, some people listening might resonate with this is if you're obsessed with numbers, numbers on the scale, maybe you need to have a specific number in your bank account at all times, or that will make you anxious as fuck, right? Like, or if your weight goes up, you know, by two pounds overnight, you might like, where, where do numbers play a role in your mindset? So that's, that's such, I'm so glad we brought that up because it's so true. Money your relationship with money is reflected maybe in your relationship with people, relationship with your body, your health, your fitness, where are you obsessed with things? Where do you restrict things? Where do you hoard things? It all relates because we, we create those patterns in our mind. So it, it's such, everyone needs mindset coaching. <laughs> I say that all the time. Like everyone needs mindset coaching. Like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. So you, you talked a lot about, and you talk a lot to your clients about burnout. Where did that theme of burnout come from you? I know you mentioned adrenal fatigue. Do you have uh, specific points in your life where you experienced burnout and then you overcame that and now you coach, you know, your clients in burnout, how to get through that? Yeah. So it actually, it's kind of funny. It really started for me at such a young age. Like my mom would say that I would run around and try to do 8 million different things and I would crash. Like before I started in kindergarten, I wanted to be able to like read a book, tie my shoes, ride a bike without training wheels and blow a bubble with bubble gum. So I have that very like achiever mentality in me constantly. And so I would throughout my entire life, like I had to be the president of everything. I had to be the leader. I had to do all of the things. I would never, ever, ever say no to something. In college, I worked, you know, three jobs. I always was playing sports. You know, that was just my mentality of let me, like people please let me do all these things because that's how I felt enough. That's how I earned love. And then I realized at some point that I had hit multiple times in my life where I was just burnt out. And sometimes it would put me in the hospital because my body would just shut down. You know, I'd get mono. I'd have chronic fatigue syndrome. And so, I mean, from the physical standpoint, 
And then also everything that I was doing with my body. And I used my body as a way to control the craziness of my life. And so when I was struggling with all the diets and stuff that I was doing, so it's like, okay, I can control this, even though I'm doing 9,000 other different things, which was such a realization um, for me. So then I started uh, about a year and a half ago. It was like, okay, I'm still doing some of these things where I'm hustling or working all the time. For what purpose? Just to feel enough, just to feel that it's something for me to do. And I had to slow down, really step into that feminine energy. I started working with a naturopathic doctor to heal that adrenal fatigue. But yes, all the supplements and everything are great. And being able to do the, the work that I, I do with her is amazing. But I was like, I, my blueprint has to change as well. So it's like, I can't go from 5am to 11 o'clock at night anymore. I need to you know do less. So I had to figure out things like outsourcing, being able to tap into that feminine energy, playing, celebrating, taking that time for me and not just saying it and thinking it, but actually integrating it, which is something that I really talk a lot with about my clients too. I'm like, where are you saying an affirmation or saying you're going to, you know, do something and you kind of almost believe that you are doing it. But then when you look at the physical output of your body, you're still running, you know, you want to have, you want things to be easy. You want things to be fun. You want things to be flowy, but you're working an 18 hour day. Like there's some different match that needs to happen within there. And so that's where a lot of my, my burnout came from was honestly for you know, 27 years of my life, like just been running in that circle. We are the same person. <laughs> I totally believe it. When you said it started in kindergarten, I'm thinking of me in elementary school. I wanted the best grades. I remember studying like I would get stomach aches at night because I needed to like get 20 out of 20 on the spelling test. Like I just needed that achievement. I needed all the awards. I needed to be like top A, all these things. And that caught up to me. Uh, people listening probably know my story, but like, that outside source of achievement then turned inward towards my body. Like when I could, felt like I, okay, I'm not perfect anymore when I realized this, right? Like right. not perfect. <laughs> I can't do all the things. Like that's when I went to university. That's when I developed trying to control my body. Okay. So if I can't be perfect in university, then I'm going to control my weight and have the, like my weight be the same every day. I'm going to weigh myself all the time. I'm going to have the perfect meal plan. I'm going to, you know, do X amount of cardio. Like I would outsource that energy, that need for control to my body. And clearly that didn't fix anything. Cause then I just burnt out my body. Meanwhile, I'm still fucked up in the head about, you know, trying to be perfect in every sense. And for me, a lot of people ask like, when did you realize that was a problem or how did you fix it? And I don't even know I had, if I have a specific day, but I just remember like feeling like I hit a wall and I was just so mentally exhausted that like, I can't live like this anymore. Like uh, physically and mentally, it's so exhausting. And I mean, to this day, I, I talk a lot, like I am a hustle type A, you know what I mean? Like I work a lot and, and I would love to know, I know you, you touched on it. Like, are you saying what you're doing? Like, does that match? But like for me, I know, say, if my day's done at six, then the rest of the night is just chill, like watch Netflix and hang out. But sometimes I still feel it in my body. Like I'm like in that state of like energy, go, go, go. So do you have like tips, even if it's like, put your phone away, put the things away, like to, to physically calm down? Because literally last night I could not fall asleep. My head was going like crazy. My heart was beating. And I'm like, 
what, what is even on my mind? There's nothing I can do right now, but I'm just so type A and go, go, go. That last night was one of those moments where it kind of kicked back in. I'm like, how can I calm down? So for people who feel that way listening, what would you say, you know, tips or things to bring into your daily life to just chill out when you, you really need to chill out? Yeah. And so I think something that I have found that's worked works for me is, uh, like letting it, letting it come in those waves. So it's like, yeah, there are some times where you're going to be really excited and you're up till 11 o'clock at night and you're working, but okay, what does your next day look like then? Do you kind of push your day back so you can have that time to get back into that flowy, fun energy? Because it can be, as we're transitioning from being maybe the, the hustle, let me do all the things to so trying to bring in some of that femininity. I know for me, I had to figure it out because I was going to go extreme. I was trying to go from like hustle to all the things, like really, really embracing the feminine energy. And I'm like, okay, but there's part of me that, that enjoy, obviously loves what I do and enjoys, um, that. So I had to kind of allow myself that it's going to come in different waves, but the things that I do to let myself kind of calm down at the end of the day, yes, like putting my phone somewhere where it's not loud or I'm not seeing it and I'll respond to messages. Uh, but that's not something that, takes a lot of like my like energy as far as like content creation, for example. So if I'm going to do little things later on in the evening, it's going to, like I try to block my day in a way that goes on how my brain works. So it's like in the morning, I know that I'm in, in a very feminine flowy energy. So I'll do more content creation, but I'm not going to do like a client call and then content creation back to back because that takes my brain almost 15 minutes to switch gears of that high energy. So it's like watching also how you program your day is very, very important. No matter if you run a business or if you have relationships, anything that doesn't, that doesn't matter. Um, but I'm also a big fan of like supplements and kind of having a nice, like, uh, flowy evening, not routine. Cause I don't really like to have like a strict morning thing and a strict evening thing. It's just not how I work with, cause if I know if I get strict, then if I don't do it, then I get into this whole other mentality. Um, but I love like CBD, 5-HTP, magnesium. I always take a bubble bath every single night, like light candles, just doing things. Let me like breathe mm-hmm. and chill. Uh, but also it's like it, allowing myself to be me, which is, I might answer a question like, or some text messages, whatever in the evening, but that's kind of how I integrate it. It's like, okay, do something. And then maybe what's the next day look like for me. And yeah, it's that way. Really just, I think, you know, just scaling it and finding what works for you. Everyone's vibe is different. Like you said, you like your morning, you're kind of more flowy and feminine. And, and I, I, I'm the same too. Like I, I don't book any client calls until at, at least, you know, 1 PM Eastern time. Like I love how I said Eastern time. Cause I'm so used to say that. 1 p.m. <laughs> no, but I, I like my morning to feel like I can wake up and I do social media and I get my, like that to me is fun things, right? It's not, it doesn't take a lot of me to like sit down and be really in my space or, you know, a few emails or messages and I like my coffee and eat. And I don't like to feel rushed in the morning because if I feel rushed in the morning, I feel rushed the rest of the day. So that's why I give myself the morning to do what I need to do, then go to the gym and not have to rush at the gym. I hate feeling that and then to come home and then kind of start my day. Um, but of course everyone is different, whether you, you are a coach and can kind of open your morning to do, you know, those things or not. Like even if you're in school or work, right. If you're someone who knows, you know, you'll wait till the end of the day and then you won't go to the gym. Whereas if you're more of a morning person, go in the morning or you like, for me, I like my evenings as much as I can to be relaxed. Cause I know I need a longer time to shut down. So I think it's really just understanding where you 
go through those waves of energy and really planning it. So you're not constantly in a state of like up and down, up and down. And then you're just like buzzed basically. Yeah. I, and I did that for a long, long time. And I kind of have understood now, I mean, just from understanding the brain more that there's, I do things in little chunks. And so I, I still need to take a nap in the afternoon. That's just part of my like healing journey. And I just love to take naps. So it's like, I will work till a certain point, but I will always have time in the afternoon to make sure that I can take a nap because I know my body needs it still. It makes me happy to lay there with my dog for an hour and just chill and then kind of revive that energy. So I think no matter what you are doing, whether you run a business, whether you work, whether you're in school, whether you're doing health and fitness, like you have to know your energy sources and where you start to get tapped out. But I also think, you know, putting yourself first, but understanding like where, like what are your boundaries like with other people? And do you say yes to doing everything on the weekend with your friends just because you feel that, that FOMO or you have to be there? I realized, you know, for me with kind of figuring out my energy and everything that I had to, you know, say no, have boundaries. Just If I just didn't want to do something without justifying whatever it is I wanted. So it's like, if I didn't want to go out with friends or if I didn't want to do something it's not like oh I don't want to go out because of x y and z it's like I just don't want to go like yeah the end, like end of story and that helps so much with kind of doing all of this stuff too I love that as a boundaries with people is so important because I think a lot of the times we feel like we have to do the social thing we have to go see our friends we have to and for a lot of people it's really exhausting like I'm I'm very extroverted but I'm very introverted like it takes a lot of energy out of me to just like to a social event. Right. So I'm, I'm very much, I set boundaries in that sense, like picking, what do I really want to go to? What do I not have the energy or space for? And I, I never feel like I have to give an answer why anymore. I don't have to justify it. Whereas at the beginning, when I started to realize that for myself, I felt like I always had to give like a response, like why, you know, I can't do it because of X, Y, Z, but it can literally just be like, it's not available for me right now. And another thing too, that may, um, when you, brought up relationships. So I am a morning person. Like when I wake up, I am, I'm ready. Like whether that means ready to just, I still sit in bed on my laptop, but I'm like up. And so my fiance is, well, now he's on holidays for like a month. He's in the military. So they get like a month long holidays over Christmas and he will lay in bed. He'll wake up, but he'll lay in bed doing nothing for like two hours. And I'm just like, it, it just makes me laugh because I had to set boundaries very early in our relationships because I, I was like, I am go, go, go. I wake up early. I'm a morning person. I want to, I want to go. I want to go to the gym. Like this is it. And God bless him. He's so understanding that, okay, Steph's ready to go in the morning. And, and I get it that he wants to chill and that's his time to chill. But even with your romantic partner, those boundaries are important because I think a lot of girls women feel like they have to do what the guy is doing. Oh, okay. Like he, you know, spends all morning in bed. Well, if you're not that type of person, don't do that, you know, or, or the opposite. So really honor yourself, really tune into yourself is so huge for burnout instead of trying to please what everyone else is doing. Yeah. I think recognizing that in a relationship is something that I did towards the end of my last relationships. And I was starting to realize it. I mean, I was in a six-year relationship up until June of this year and, and that had ended. And I realized after that, I was like, 
oh, I was trying to do so much to like equal it instead of just allowing myself to embrace who I really was and knowing that things might be looking different and understanding that. And so I think it's really hard at first to, to know that you can do things differently and that it can be okay. That like if you wake up and you are that go, go, go person, or if you are the person who likes to stay in bed, it's like how do you honor each other in that moment? But you also have this separate piece of you and embracing that and being unapologetic about mm-hmm. who you are, what you want, what you want to do with life and that your rocket ship is going and that person's either going to come or you know, yeah. or they don't, and they understand that as you grow and as you shift, that things are different too. And sometimes too, I think it was really good for me to find Eric because it's that balance mm-hmm. where I sometimes wouldn't ever stop, but he kind of shows me that side of me to chill and relax, and it's okay. Which which sometimes is really good, right? Because I I mean, him being in the military, sometimes he's away for months. Those months, I'm like go, go, go Steph. When, when he's back, he, he reminds me of, okay, yeah, let's chill. Right. And so it's just kind of that up and down flow of things. But I think sometimes if you find a person that you kind of sync with and balance both ends of the spectrum, like now that he's on holidays, I'll be like, no, we're getting up, we're going to go and you can come home then and chill and I'll be working. But like finding that balance is, is really, really key for sure. Oh my gosh, this is, this is so good. And burnout just it happens in fitness. It happens in business. It happens in relationships. It happens all the time. And do you, I know you do a lot of things now to battle your burnout in your business. Do you still experience when you're like in a hustle mode and you're, you kind of catch yourself like, holy shit, Aaron, I need to take a step back. You still experience that kind of thing. Oh yeah, all all the time. And I think what's different now is I have a lot of awareness around when it's starting to happen and I'm able to shift it quicker. And I think with everything, whenever we're growing or whenever we're healing from something or whenever we're going to the next level, we think that at that next level that that thing isn't going to happen anymore. But in reality, no matter if it's something, you know, if it's a financial block that we have or whether it's, you know, a burnout block or whether it's whatever it might be, it's still going to come and pop up at every level as you grow. So instead of being like, okay, well, I didn't heal it. What's wrong with it? It's like, no, now it's just, you're able to shift it faster because you have the awareness around it. So it's like, how long are you letting a thought or something that's coming up stay? That's the different thing for me. So I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit burnt out. I know that I'm doing a lot. What do I need to do differently? I'm feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? This is interesting. Okay, let's shift. Let's kind of come up with a game plan for how this needs to be different. Do I need to go get a massage? Do I just need to like take a day where I go have fun and go play? And I just integrate a lot of those like playful, fun energies into it, but I shift it quicker instead of letting it be like, I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. Let me just keep diving on this. It's how fast can you shift what you need to shift to get yourself through to that next like breakthrough. Yes. I love that you didn't mention, oh no, I'm having that burnt out mindset, that thought, like I'm not, you didn't mention that you get mad at yourself for feeling that you just, you figure it out and then move forward. You accept that you're going through it and then you kind of figure out what steps to take. I think a lot of people in general with mindset think, oh no, I'm having this experience again. Oh, I, I didn't fix the problem. But for, for me with, with mindset and anything, I always remind my clients and myself 
that thoughts are just thoughts or experiences are just experiences. It's, it's how you react to them. So you can have this, oh my gosh, I realized I'm burnt out. Okay, take a step back. What do I need to do? Or like you said, you could be like, I'm burnt out. This sucks. Oh my God. Like just be in this like crazy state and then not really fix the problem. It really comes down to just resp- recognizing that self-awareness and responding in a way that works for you. And like you said, over time, it becomes easier for you to recognize it and easier for you to step out of it. And that's really where I think a shift comes in anything in life that you're going through, especially mindset stuff. Like, oh, I'm having really shitty body image. I talk about this a lot. Like I used to constantly be hating on my body, right? And and then this, the more I worked on loving myself, yeah, I'll still have days where I'm like, oh, I don't feel so hot today. But that thought doesn't stay as long because I, I just shift out of it quicker. And it, it's just like the gym. It takes practice. Your, your mindset work takes practice, just like physical kind of things. So I think that's really, I love that you just brought it up in a sense, like you don't get mad at yourself. You just step back and recognize how to change. So that's, that's so key. And that's so awesome. I know there's so many, cause I attract, we attract who we, we are, right? So I'm like type A, go, go, go. A lot of the listeners, a lot of my clients are type A, they're really going to appreciate this conversation and realize that they're not alone and also realize that it's so important to take a step back because you show up better when you take a step back and breathe a hundred percent. So I love it. I love it so much. I love your energy, Erin. I love what you do. And, um, where can we find you? Where can everyone listening? If they're not already following you, follow you on all your places and go, you know, stalk you. That's my favorite thing to do is stalk people on social media. So where, where can all we day. go? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm Erin Nicole coaching on Instagram, Erin Nicole on Facebook as well. So you guys can hang out there and I have the burnout to breakthrough podcast and the burnout to breakthrough Facebook community as well. So. Amazing. So thank you so much for being on. This was an awesome conversation and thank you guys for listening. As a reminder, if you're listening, take a screenshot and tag us on your stories on Instagram. We love to see when you're watching. So we'll see you guys in the next episode.